0: Yo what's up everybody Hey 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 what's going on Welcome to Let's Talk About It My name is Trevor King pastor q and this is a podcast designed for everyone who's had those questions they didn't know who to talk to about we're gonna have candid conversations around everything from sex sexuality religion relationships parenting politics trip we're gonna we're gonna talk about it on this podcast yeah, let's talk about it let's dude. talk about it all right join us as we talk about it all right, all right, all right, all right. We back everybody. We're gonna do a little bit of a bonus round to continue and to try to help clarify some of our previous conversation around sex. Again, it's such a vast subject. If you're listening to this with little ones, you may you may want to hit pause and have that conversation with them. But uh, Pastor Q here, and I'm, I'm obviously with my co-host, my main man, with the plan, Trevor King. And we are going to jump back into this conversation of sex specifically. Um, uh, From a Christian perspective, we are taught, and rightly so, that sex should be reserved for marriage. Uh One of the ways we seek to help young people wait for marriage is we tell them sex is bad as opposed to sex is good and therefore should should be held off until you're married. Uh And so... What ends up happening, we were talking, is it, it causes men and women to repress mm-hmm. um, um, their their sexual um, desire in an attempt to um, not sin. And, and while on one hand that's, that's good that they're not sinning and experiencing what God has reserved for marriage, the other side to that is that once they have then um become married, and they are in a position where um they can have a healthy sexual relationship with their spouse they 've put so many walls up mm-hmm. to keep themselves from kind of jumping to the other side that even when they 're being touched by their spouse they 're not fully present and mm-hmm. and and that 's a i mean that 's a that 's a real dynamic um and so on one hand the thing that kept them from sinning has not kept them from um having a satisfying sex life.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I growing growing up when you hear sex being taught in the church and it's taught bad. Yeah. Um a lot of the times the 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 people who spoke on sex were married. Yeah. Um and it was for for me and I know a lot of people may think the same, but if you if a married person is telling me that sex is bad.
0: Right. Exactly, I didn't think about that
1: Right, so if a married person is telling me that sex is bad Then when So for one, why get married? Right If you're telling me I have to wait to get married To do this thing that is bad then They probably
0: didn't enjoy sex themselves they That's
1: the problem probably didn't even enjoy sex in their own marriage But I'm thinking now that once I get married I'm going to be One, married, tie down to one person Right And then I have to have sex which is bad or at least is described as bad. So now I'm in something with one person for the rest of my life doing something that's not that enjoyable. Right. Why not stay single yep. and do this thing that you call bad with multitude of people and just forget yep. about it. Right. Like it's like you without context to why sex is bad outside of marriage. It can it can lead to so many different places of, well, why is it better or or I well, I don't want to get married or I don't want to I don't yeah. want to give sex the the honor it's due within the context of marriage because I'm looking at your marriage and you look unhappy and now right. your sex life seems unhappy right. so I might as well just be free and yeah. just do whatever I want to do I mean that's honestly that's kind of how I looked at sex growing up I I thought. Well it's well for one, growing up I didn't I didn't I didn't really take the time to learn biblically what sex really meant. Um again I I think I said this a few podcasts back in church I was just a drummer trying to get on the drum set. Right. So everything else was a you know, whatever, give me Bible scriptures, cool. I'm just here. Yeah. There's cute girls here and there's a drummer yeah. and the girls like the drummers. So I right. was like, I'm here for that reason. But but it kinda I wish I would have learned because I spent years misusing sex.
0: Yeah, distorted view. Distorted, distorted view of it. Yep.
1: And I, I, uh, in the back of my mind, I had thoughts of, well, why get married? Because the guy in the pulpit or the lady on the altar is telling me that sex is bad and they're married. Why? Why even do it? Like,
0: yeah, I think that's what we've done. Our, 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 um, you know, our churches and our generation of disservice. Um, in that we've communicated that sex is bad and it's something that should be avoided as opposed to sex is something that that should be preserved um, for marriage. And so, man, we we had the sex talk with our kids, man, uh, like when they hit double digits and, and, like, You know, sex is good. Here's the things that the Bible says you can do in marriage, in sex. That God says these things are yes. Um, These things are no. These are things you should you should avoid. These are things that will damage you, that will hurt you. Um, You know, these things aren't good for you. Um, And so we've tried to with our children, um, and they know we have a healthy sex life. Like, um, and so that that's really important to us because I don't want I don't want my daughter to enter into sex um afraid to have her husband touch her Mm -hmm. or or fearful that she's disappointing god um, by enjoying sex with her spouse i want her to be free in the marriage bed to to be intimate with her husband to have the both of them enjoy one another i don't want my son um you know wondering what is this whole sex thing about and you know uh, I, I wonder, I wonder what, what, what I can see on, on, uh, on pornography that my dad isn't telling me. Mm-hmm. They told me it's bad. You know, it's like you tell somebody they can't have something, that just makes them want it more. Mm-hmm. But they say, hey, you can't have it, just not right now. Mm-hmm. And here's why. And here's what you can expect. I want my son to know how to handle a woman, mm-hmm. her heart and her body. Yeah. You know, um, I want him to bring those those tough questions to me like that. You know, what do I do? I'm nervous. You know, what if you know, I want him. I want to have those conversations with my son uh, because I don't want him to go through the damage that I went through um, by not having any kind of guardrails around my heart Mm. or my sexual expression. I would say to um, the men and women who. Um, maybe came into, you know, marriage with some, some distorted views of sex, whether it's because you were taken advantage of, or, you know, you have past sexual partners or you, you've never been intimate with someone and therefore you've got this negative idea of what sex could be because it's, it's kept you safe for so many years when, when you are married, um, you know and you find yourself struggling to give yourself freely i would encourage you to take a breath um acknowledge god you know thank you lord that i'm here in this place in this moment with this man or with this woman um that i love i, I would i would encourage you to ask god for help just under your breath lord help me to relax help me to enjoy the moment help me to communicate to my spouse what i need I pray that if you are on the other end and you have a spouse um, that is um, um, less um, sexually um, active as you uh, or is um, obviously um, really reserved, you know, if she's a woman, she's constantly covered up, you know, she's doing her best not to make any sounds, um, everything's super tight around her, like she's not, she's not relaxed. I would say slow down engage when the heart it's about intimacy not the orgasm ask questions if it's uncomfortable during afterward what i've discovered and what science will teach you is that women are like crockpots and men are like microwaves um it takes a woman a long time to warm up mm-hmm um so so take your time engage in foreplay ask her what is she like does she like to be kissed mm-hmm. uh you know w- what things what things turn her on and yeah. maybe we'll save details like that for a different podcast so you're ready for it yeah um yeah i, I would just say conversation yeah. is going to help cultivate intimacy
1: yeah I, uh it's it's funny that you were going into this because in my head i want to the next thing i want to talk about was literally you what what, what was being talked about now and, kind of led it there but uh without giving too much detail uh maybe four or five days ago uh um after me and my wife were intimate with each other I about a couple hours later I asked her I said hey um there's something that I did a few months ago did you like that or no like it just it just yeah. randomly came yeah. on very vulnerable. and she was like she just said no I didn't really like it. and I why did you say anything she was like I just thought that maybe if uh, if I gave it a try, I would like it, but I just didn't know how to say no. And then I'm like, yep. I'm like, okay, well, now that I know, I'll never do that again. Absolutely. And I think, I think, and it wasn't nothing. It wasn't anything yeah, crazy, yeah, yeah, but just yeah, yeah, just yeah. just different things that you may like during sex that your partner just may not. Yeah, and you gotta you gotta you gotta try. You have to try stuff. Like it's yeah. just one of those. Hey, throw out what you may like, and if your partner doesn't like it, yep. don't force him to do it again. Right. You have to oh, learn yeah, to, yeah, yeah. You have to learn to to. To be able to hold back some of that's for what I call sexual pride. Yeah. It's that it's that sexual pride of I have things I like and I'm not going to bend on what I right. like. You are here to serve me, so right. let me get Dang. off the way I want to get off. Yeah. And it's like that that's the not, opposite. That's not yeah, what's, what's supposed that, to happen. Right, because right. for one, then it then it turns into a. For me what it looks like abuse. Oh, for sure. Because now you're abusing the gift that God oh, absolutely. gave you. God literally gave us a gift of sex within marriage and said, Have fun.
0: Ma'am. And when come you're not bishop. having
1: fun, if you're not having fun with your spouse, or yeah. if you're the only one in your sexual marriage that's having fun.
0: That's enjoying it. it that's it enjoying off.
1: it and your wife or your husband isn't. Yeah. Like now you're now you're putting them through some type of torture and abuse yeah, where exactly. Like, bring it back. Yeah, Your marriage should be fun for the both yeah. of you. Not yeah. just sex, but when it comes to controlling finances. I want me and my wife now on a financial plan to where it's fun for me now. Yeah. I, I have fun getting up, paying my tithes every two weeks, and yeah. then putting money in the proper places in my That's right. account. That's it's right. like, it's fun for me now. Yeah. I have a, I have where now I'm giving Because you myself. guys
0: are, you guys have a line. We're yet. aligned.
1: We're aligned now. So it's right. fun for the both of us because now we're saying, how much can we save this month? How yeah. much can we do that? Oh, we don't need this. How much can we hold back? Like, it's fun. When it comes to sex, it should be the same way. We should yeah. be. You should be spiritually, mentally, physically in line with your spouse. So for, for those who are in your marriage or just what that, like, If your spouse doesn't like something, hear them, listen to them, and apply that because just because you like it doesn't mean it's right.
0: No, that's right. I think that's a good point, Trevor. I think it goes back to some of our our earlier conversation in the the episode before this one, which is, you know, it's not just about me. Mm -hmm. You know, our approach is sexually. I want to do the things that please her sexually. Mm -hmm. And she is saying, I want to do the things that please him sexually. Mm -hmm. When both people have it as their goal to serve the other one, both people walk away happy. Mm -hmm. When one person has it as a goal to serve themselves, only one person walks away happy. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's alignment. That's, hey, as we approach sex together, um, let's have some honest conversation. After sex, to your point in the earlier podcast, this is your person. Yeah. Like this is, it. This is, this is it. it, so like let's discover the depths of what that could mean. Mm-hmm. You know, um, do you like massages before or after? You know, um, you know what parts of your body are the most stimulated? Uh, what are your erogenous zones? Yeah. Right, and so lo- let me discover those ero- What is an erogenous zone, yeah, bro. brothers? Y'all better look it up. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Yeah. Look it, look it up. What are yeah. what are erogenous zones? Yeah. Now watch the website you go to. So watch it with your <laughs> wife. 'Cause you might stumble into some foolery. But uh sisters, you know, yeah. what are his erogenous zones? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and um and I think, man, God man, sex is amazing, bro. Yes it is. It is a beautiful gift. Mm-hmm. That's why I talk about it so much at our church. Mm-hmm. I think more couples would be more happy if they had more sex. Amen. You know, it ain't it ain't just sex, right? We know that. You gotta work, you gotta do the you know, you gotta do the dishes, you gotta you gotta talk to each other. If you got kids, you gotta do all that stuff. But also There's a side to this thing where it's like, man, Angela is my person. Mm -hmm. You hear what I'm saying? Mm We're going to push the limits of pleasure to the max Mm -hmm. under God's wisdom and leadership and word. I mean, you know what I'm saying? There ain't going to be a happier woman walking on two feet in Waterloo, Iowa, if I got anything to do with it, you know what I'm saying. Challenge, <laughs> challenge accepted, my brother. Baby, if you, listen you know what I'm saying. Gotta, challenge accepted. Now, now, Angela and,
1: and, and Ebony, y'all, y'all, y'all hear this podcast? We got a challenge out there, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> he gonna try that. He would try that. Like, baby, we gotta do it. I challenge gonna, Pastor challenge Q. Pastor, we, gotta, we, gotta, we, gotta, we gotta challenge it, So I apologize in advance. Oh my god, putting some work here. Oh my, here. Put in oh my work, god, putting some work, baby. I love you.
0: Oh my gosh! Yeah, get the get, get, get go get the Gatorade. <laughs> get, to, get your electrolytes up, my man. Grocery shopping tonight, right? Yeah. Right. So yeah. man? We we we. You know, hopefully for people listening, Trev, mm-hmm. like my heart would be, um, you know, that people would would have hope. You know, they wouldn't feel discouraged. Um, Cause, because sex is a big deal in marriage, yeah. man. It is a big deal in marriage, and um, you know, and it's, a, it's it, sex is a big deal if you're not married. And so, I know we got a lot of our listeners who currently aren't married, mm-hmm. you know, who are single. Whether they've never been married, they're walking through a divorce, a separation, you know, um, you know, maybe their spouse has passed and they're a widow. Um, you know, when it when it comes to to sex, you know, in your singleness. I do think it's discovering things to do with the added energy you have that you're not um, spending having sex and finding ways to honor God and enjoy life. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the temptations don't stop when you get married. Um, You just have other options. You have an outlet, but it doesn't mean the temptations stop. So that's not the answer to dealing with our sexual cravings. Just wait till you get married. Mm -hmm. You do have to practice restraint. I don't know that you have to repress, yeah repress is a denial of the desire a restraint is a refusing to express the desire and and if you're single or married, you have to practice restraint um when it comes to sex outside of the marriage covenant mm-hmm. um you know I, I would also just say one more thing to to the single people um you know sex sex is a gift and it is a beautiful thing, and God has reserved it for marriage. Um you know, you don't have to be ashamed that you desire to be sexually intimate, physically intimate with someone. Um you you don't have to be ashamed of that, but but I do I do say and I would encourage you to consider God's wisdom and leadership and say, well, you don't have to be ashamed of your desire. I would say I would avoid expressing that desire in unhealthy and un- and unchristlike or unbiblical ways, because mm-hmm. it will end in you being hurt and damaged, and then you'll carry that with you into the marriage that God has for you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I second that. I, I think I think if I could have gone back and did it the way that my wife did it, yep. I would one hundred times overdo it that way because she
0: would be the only person you not. She would be the with. only
1: person that I would have given myself to in that yep. way
0: yeah
1: um and it is something special to know like it i I thank God that ebony waited for me yeah like her whole life um this one area where especially we went, I mean, we went to high school together so I know how pressured she was right in high school. Uh, to have sex or to give in, and because I, I mean, I mine was in middle school and then later yeah. into high school, but I know I know the kind of temptations that she had to deal with if through that just those years, and then then going to college and all that, and just kind of growing into her adulthood. So um, the fact that she was willing to wait, and then I was the one that got to receive on that end, and got to. Um, be the first one to be intimate with her in that way. It's special. Yeah. Um, so for those who are, like I said, for those who are single and uh, like, like, like you said, like it's you're gonna have those thoughts. It's okay to desire, you know, that intimate part of your life. But, but the 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 biggest thing I think is the relationship with Christ before the intimate desires that you may have. Um, there is an intimate. Uh, relationship that you can have with Christ, and for, for me, when I have desires outside of my marriage or anything that, when I have lust or that type of feeling about pornography, I can I can think about those things and then know that my intimate relationship with Christ is greater than that. Um, so it takes my mind away from those evil desires or those yeah. evil things that I have in my mind because I have a greater relationship with Christ, greater than what the enemy may have in my yeah. mind or that feeling. It's um, I, I, I think I was to a podcast not that long ago and, and um, one of the guys uh, that I was listening to said that he is trying to refocus his mind on any time he's alone thinking about Christ. Um, he wants to get to the point to where the most intimate spots. And, and you, I think you may have touched on it before, but some of the most intimate moments are when you are alone by yourself, whatever those thoughts that you're thinking about can kind of shape who you are.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: And you can train yourself in your mind to when you're in those, in those thoughts by yourself in that room where the lights are off and you just no music, anything, your mind can easily go to those places. But if you can train your mind to, to think about Christ and think about God and the love that he has for you and just how blessed you are to just be chosen out of millions yeah. and billions of uh we you talked about you talked about this at, at one of our men's groups and said that how fortunate you are that out of the million billion of sperm that's right that that you know you You're were the, the one that that's right. that got to that God chose for you to fight through that's right and out of the billions of people that are on this earth there are more that didn't, that, right. that weren't blessed to fight through, but you were the one that was. That's right. um, so out of that, you have something to rejoice about and have something to give God thanks about in your mind for your mind. And uh, so, so just stay strong. Um, for those who are married and that have those desires outside of your marriage or have those thoughts, you're not alone. I'm not perfect. Q's not yeah. perfect. No, no way. Um, but but we we do understand that the covenant that we made yeah. um, to God and the the vows that we both said to our wives are meant for just that for our wives and our covenant to God. Um, so if you're having issues with that, hey, pray, seek counseling, uh, and and be honest with yourself. Don't suppress those feelings. Don't try to don't try to think that you can just get over it by yourself and just throw those away. Be honest about those feelings and know that you have a wife who loves you. You have a husband who loves you Yeah. and to grow as, as intimate as possible within that marriage, do your best to grow with that. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at, man.
0: Yeah, man. No, that's good. That's good. Trev. I think that offers hope to, to all of us. um, No matter the phase, season, or stage of life we're in, whether married or single, and I think you're a great picture of, you know, being single, being married, walking through the reality of what it means to be a man, what it means to be a husband, what does it mean to have struggles, how do you overcome, how do you open your lives up to other people so they can speak into it you know, um, you brought up what kind of got us going here was the conversation we had around the fire as one of our bros was getting married Mm -hmm. and this idea of sex and him wanting to get on the right page, you know, and this brother had been married before, and he's like, man, coming into this marriage, you know, I'm a a different man. My walk with the Lord is different. He married a gal who was a virgin, Mm -hmm. right? And he said, man, how do I approach this thing right? Like, what's the mind frame, you know, that I should have going into it? And I think having other people in your life you can do that with mm-hmm. is very important. So as we wrap up our time today, here's here's what we pray. We pray that you would be strengthened and encouraged, um, that your eyes and your heart will be fixed on Christ, whether married or single and whether married or single, all that you would do, that you would do it for the sake of bringing him glory and honor mm-hmm pray that if you're married, that you would honor God in the way that you serve your spouse sexually, that if you are single, that you wouldn't repress, but that you would restrain yourself and bring those desires to Christ and ask him to strengthen you through those temptations and moments. We pray that you're blessed and encouraged by who God is and what he wants to do in your life. Thank you for joining us in this conversation as we talk about sex. God bless you like share this podcast with other people drop us some comments we'd love to hear from you until next time this is pastor q trevor king let's talk about it